Hey everyone, this is Curtis. Welcome to Writing Comics Episode 6. Comic script format. Comic script format. Um, I want to talk about should you format a script and how to format your script and the correct way to do it. Um, a little late this week. You know, again, the day job. Been crazy. Strike and all this crazy stuff. So, just getting in the way. Trying to keep this comic stuff going dream is to be able to do this stuff and not have to do the day job so one day but for now i just have to work around that i want to do a few little different segments in the beginning trying to make these podcasts better with more just more quality content and more information and more stuff that i'm doing throughout the week so you guys can get to know me better i want to start off with um a few books that are on my radar these are three projects that I backed on Kickstarter this past week. One is called Espers, E-S-P-E-R-S. It's on Kickstarter right now, I believe with like 10 days left by Miles Greb. He's a comic writer. Um, I take inspiration from him. He's someone that just started out like a year or two ago and just launched a Kickstarter, got with an artist. And he was funded like 20000 and his goal was, I think, like 4000 It was a uh, after the gold rush. Since then... He's had, after the Gold Rush number two on Kickstarter, successfully funded, and then he had a book over the summer successfully funded, Clovis. I think his goal was 19000 and I think he raised 20000 and now he's making Esper's, his fantasy um, comic. So this, I think this is like his fourth fourth uh, story and book, and he's just a uh, pretty awesome writer. His, uh, most of his concepts and stories are good, so check it out, Esper's on there. You can learn a lot from him, the way he approaches it. He finds an artist, and then he'll try to get, like, uh, you know, $500 worth of concept art and pages and just get the ball rolling so people can see a preview, and um, you can really offer uh, people on Kickstarter before they just back you without having anything. And it's better than paying thousands up front to your artist, but at least you can pay, you know, 500 to your artist, get a nice little pitch package together, and then put that on Kickstarter. I'm going to go into more detail on that and try to figure out a, um, try to figure out like a good route that would be like almost like a pitch package that we could offer artists, you know, something that's not a crazy amount of money, but around that 500-ish area to get some concept art, cover, and just like two or three pages so people can get a good preview rather than going into Kickstarter without any preview of pages and stuff. Second one is Skies of Fire number four. They, I think their goal was 7,000. They're already at like 19,000, but check them out if you haven't seen it. Uh, they have a, uh, one of the reward tiers uh, is to get all four issues of Skies of Fire, which is definitely worth getting. It's an awesome indie comic comes out in like the 8 by 12 size which is the size that the wild cosmos is going to be kind of get like more art on the pages and stuff i think it's a i think that's the size that i've settled on on getting my books in print is the 8 by 12 size i really like it a little bigger than the normal size this is their probably like fifth kickstarter they've had one for each guys of fire so this is the fourth one and then they also had a new story that came out maybe a year ago or something. I got it. I already got it, and uh, from I backed them on Kickstarter. It was called Glow, and I already received that one a few months ago. So they're awesome guys making awesome content. It's like two writers that are collaborating collaborating together, and then um, 
they hire artists for these different projects through the Kickstarter, which is it's an awesome revenue. I've actually met them at um, uh, different comic cons and stuff. They're always there selling their books and stuff, so it's cool to see them. Uh, Skies of Fire, it's um, it's like an air balloon world. It's it's a really interesting concept too. Uh, really cool. It's like a World War Two vibe with like hot air balloons and everybody's on these airships. Very cool. Next one is called Everland. They have already gotten their. Um, they've already successfully funded two. I think the. I think it's still going on. It's. Uh, their goal was only like twelve hundred and fifty. I think the last time I saw they were like nineteen hundred or something like that. I backed them. It's it's some pretty cool art, different style, and the concept is cool. It's like a Disneyland vibe, like the happiest place on earth, and then I guess something goes wrong. It just seemed like a pretty cool concept. I'm interested to see more, and I think it's got potential in it. So check that out, Everland on Kickstarter. And then another segment I would like to do is tell you guys what I've worked on in the, in the past week just to hold myself accountable. And um, so you guys can see what progress and what's going on in my life. First thing, I'm still trying to figure out the lettering style for um, the Wild Cosmos. I've been playing around with different styles. I didn't think this would be that hard to letter my own comic because I kind of using a lot of gutter space and not even even less uh, word balloons and stuff. But as far as the war balloon goes, I'm trying to see if I want this like very circular circular style or if I want to do like these hand drawn word balloons. So still playing around with that in Photoshop. I would, might try uh, Manga Studio 5 and see how that does for word balloons and stuff. I'm getting kind of like jittery lines. I have a Wacom that I use. So that's one thing I'm working on. I'll still be experimenting. Maybe I'll put uh, on my social media, maybe I'll put like two different styles and see which one people like the most. It's hard. It's hard to figure it out. Once I get these pages lettered, then... I'm pretty close to launching like a Kickstarter for that project, either that or the other little one I was working on. So we'll still see about that. Um, for the story I wrote for the anthology, I talked to the editor a few months ago, The Dragon's Kin. I'm still revising that. Um, it's they wanted only a few revisions. They wanted I was I planned it for four issues. They want to extend it to six issues. So there's a few things I have to change in this first 22-page issue just to get everything set up for the full six issues. So I'm still revising that. They, uh, the editor, she talked to me and uh, just let me know the couple of pages that were a little iffy and things to change, a few dialogue options to change. So it's not too much, not no major changes, but I definitely have to do some editing, editing to the script and get it into a second, uh, second draft form. Which we'll talk about since we're talking about comic scripts today. Um, the third thing I had going on is I've been trying to get better at drawing. And I've been practicing a lot. And I feel like I'm improving. I drew a lot growing up and then kind of got out of it. But I've always considered myself a writer as of late. But I've been doing good drawing. So I want to see if I could make like a uh, almost like a children's book with prose. Like only a few images, basic images that I can draw myself. I have like kind of like a stylized look to it and it's decent enough that I think I could like write a good story around. I'll get a script written out first. Story is always key. And then um, like the mix of art with uh, just prose. See if I can do something like that and get somebody to uh, color it. So those are the things I've going on this week. 
And then let's talk about uh, comic book scripts. And do you need to do it? I think you do. Um, I didn't do it starting out. I think that's a big mistake I made. I would just kind of uh, bullet point everything out or even thumbnail myself and then send artists thumbnails. I just think it's really unprofessional thing to do. And you kind of, nowadays, I think you have to get a script out. You have to get it page by page um, with panel descriptions, how many panels are on that page, dialogue in each panel. You have to do that. Otherwise, your artist is going to be kind of lost without any direction, and you're just going to look unprofessional. Unless you're you're the writer and artist, then you could do it. But even for the book that I want to draw and write myself, I'm still going to get a script up because that's how you can really iron out the story and make sure it's a good story. Um, yeah, so that was a big mistake I had. I would just kind of outline with bullet points and uh, and thumbnail, and then I would send that to artists, and then. What do you know? Those artists didn't work out good with me. I just took forever to see stuff back, and it didn't look how I wanted it to look. And it's my own fault, I've learned. Uh, at the time, I didn't think that, but you learn the hard way. The um, thumbnailing, as far as thumbnailing goes, unless you're going to try to draw it out yourself, or it's just a really complicated page, I still do that a little bit since I use a lot of gutter space. Because I have kind of a mix of pros in the wild cosmos. But unless it's a situation like that, you don't really need to thumbnail it. Unless like the page design is truly, really that important. You should let the, you should give the artist some freedom. You don't want to control everything they do. So you in the script, you want to give them a little freedom. Here's how a typical page or a typical comic script is written. So... The, uh, the top of the page, you're going to have your name and contact information in the top left border. And then in the top right, you will have the, um, the title of the story and um, the author and all that, your name. And then first thing you have is, so let me, I'll just, I'll read you one of my pages out of my script for the Wild Cosmos. Well, let me, let's talk about the setup first. So first you'll have the page number. And then under that, I usually like to write how many panels are on the page because sometimes artists like plan out the page before they read the whole thing. So then under that, you will have panel one, description, and then any dialogue in it. Panel two, description, under that, any dialogue in it. And then panel three, description, under that, any dialogue in it. And then... Um, and then as far as the dialogue goes, you're going to number... So in panel one, you have the dialogue listed one, two, three, and then in panel two, you have dialogue. You continue number four or five. You don't start off one, two again. So which page should I read to you guys off the wild cosmos? I'll try to do one without any weird gutter space and stuff. It just makes it confusing if you haven't seen it. It's kind of like style of storytelling I'm doing in that book. All right, so here's page one of the wild cosmos. So it starts off saying, page one, uh, four panels. Panel one, inside of space pirate ship, boxes and cargo crates and supplies around. The ship is a mess with trash and empty bottles on the ground. Two space pirates there. Space pirate one is to the left holding a bottle that he's drinking. Space pirate two is to the right and leaning, and is leaning back against the wall smoking a cigar. 
They have a cardboard box flipped upside down between them. There's a candlelit lamp sitting on top of the cardboard box and some playing cards sloppily thrown on top of the cardboard box. The pirates are dressed like scavengers and don't care of themselves, looking sloppy and drunk. They are about 10 to 15 feet from the wall behind them. A large cargo crate is sitting in the foreground with a small metal loop on top of it. In parentheses, on page 2, Cooper attaches his cable latch to this loop so he is able to steal the crate. The crate looks like it might have expensive merchandise inside or something valuable in it. So that's the panel description for panel 1. And then under that is number 1, dialogue, Space Pirate 1. Hijacked a ship from Yuta once. Panel 2, same view as the first panel. Space Pirate 1 is passing the bottle to the other, space, to the other Pirate 2. Space Pirate 2 is impressed of Space Pirate 1 stealing a ship. You start to see a small sparks coming into the wall behind them with a little flame. Nothing that the Space Pirates would notice. Making a circular shape and the Space Pirates don't notice it. Still with the valuable cargo crate in view. Dialogue number 2. Space Pirate 2. Really? What kind of ship? Panel 3. The same view as the other two panels. Now with the cut, now with the cut in the wall, almost a complete circle. Big enough for Cooper to fit inside, and big enough for the space pirates to get sucked, and their supplies sucked out. As what else did I say? Smoke is coming off the wall from the circle cut, still with the cargo crate in view. Sorry, I got distracted there. Dialogue 3, Space Pirate 3, just an old Snazrod. Probably going to change that title of the, uh, of the planet in the, uh, in, the, in the ship. Got distracted. I thought somebody was coming. I thought somebody was home. Uh, panel 4, same view as the other three panels. Now with the hole in the ship. With the two pirates looking back at the hole, interrupting their conversation, they both are surprised at the hole in the ship. So that's the four panels. You get the description under each panel name. And then if there's any dialogue, it's numbered underneath the panel description. And then, like I said, I think it's a good idea to write how many panels is right under. So page one and then write four panels. So your artist knows. Um, I've worked with a few that just start laying it out before reading the whole page. So you're going to want them to know how much space they need for it all. Um, usually you want to start with panel one, or at least if the sort of a scene you want to get like a nice establishing shot. So sometimes that first panel will be an establishing shot for this one. It's kind of the same view in every panel, but for other pages, you'll kind of have an establishing shot of just, uh, zoomed out where they are. If they're in a forest, you'll kind of see them from far away in a forest. And then you'll zoom in on different characters talking and stuff. And then this all goes into just your your book style and your writing style. Uh, I don't like to get too much dialogue in each panel. Sometimes comics will have like um, like one person with two different conver two different bubbles, two different conversations in one panel, and then another person with another conversation in panel. I kind of keep my panels to like one person talking once in there. I just don't like the look of seeing a comic book with tons of like bubbles covering up the art and tons of uh, dialogue that just stands out when you look at a page and it's just covering everything 
it kind of turns me off and it's not the way I want my comic to be. So it's just all about the style you want. Some people might like that and like the more information you get, but I think it should be more about the art. And that's something I kind of want to change in comics or at least with my comics. Uh, panel description, just make sure that you, you don't want to give too much information. You want to give the artist some freedom, but you definitely want to give them enough information these aren't main characters, so I kind of just um, called them Space Power 1 and Space Power 2. This is only really, page 1 and page 2 is the only pages that are on. They're not important. I just kind of described how they look. I gave them freedom for that. I just said they were sloppy and drunk and scavengers. Uh, in the first panel, I, t I noted how far away they were from the wall behind them. That's a good thing to know. Otherwise, how would the artist know? So I said they were 15 to 10 feet from the wall. I said that a large cargo crate is sitting in the foreground, and I mentioned that in every panel down because that's really important to this panel and to the next page. And then I also put in parentheses um, in the first panel that the metal loop that Cooper attaches to on page two, because they're going to draw this page without reading the page two description yet. So you're going to want to make sure that you have a little note for that in this first page. Otherwise, they're going to get to page two and realize that, oh, that loop was important. I didn't make it something that was noteworthy or anything, you know? And then, so panel descriptions, there's an art to it. You'll get better at it as far as giving your artist freedom and learning how to describe everything for them. I also put in a lighting source. I said that there was a uh, candle lit candle lit lamp sitting on the top of the cardboard box that is also going to help the colorist i've i have somebody that i have an artist to do the line art and then i have a colorist so they're going to read that and know where the lighting source is coming from as well so my challenge to you this week is to start writing your um start writing your comics in a format like this don't just dot it out I mean, some pages you usually want to start is uh, with like, you want to have an arc on a whole page and a whole panel. So the first panel starts with the pirate sitting there and it ends with kind of like the page dinner with the hole in the wall and they're both looking back. They started with just like a everyday conversation. So you're going to want to have a little arc in your page like that. But the challenge is more just to write your comic in a script format like this. If you don't do that yet, if you're just plotting it out and thumbnailing yourself, then... I think that you should format it like this form or there's other formats you can do. You don't have to be set up exactly like that, but at least something similar with page one, number of panels, a panel description, then dialogue underneath each panel description for the panels. So do that for your comic. Um, if you can write a few pages a day, next thing you know, in a week, you know, you've written 14 pages. So that's kind of how you do it. Yeah, I mean, you can probably write more than a few pages a day, three or four, and you just power through it. So go ahead, give that a shot. Hit me up on um, Twitter or Instagram if you want to see like a script format. And that that will also uh, make it look more professional. And for editors, if you're going to ever work with an editor, they're going to want to see a format like that. That was when I first started working with editor. I didn't. I started formatting it a little closer to that, but not completely. So that definitely helped out. So do that. Um, ask me on Twitter at Toon Infinity Comic if you have any questions or Instagram to Infinity Studios. If you need any help formatting it or if you want to see one of my scripts, I could even send you like my whole uh, 
Word document from the Goldilocks zone or I could send you a page from the Wild Cosmos or something if you just want to take a look at how it's formatted. Um, besides that, uh, if you have any questions, like I said, uh, hit me up. And check out the website, toinfinitystudios.com. That's it for this week. I'll see you guys next Wednesday. See you.